Welcome to the Thanksgiving episode of Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers, and with me, as always, is the Steve Martin to my John Candy, the Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. And this movie case, yes. I wouldn't I'm not normally a Steve Martin type. I'm more of the Rick Moranis to your John Candy. <laughs> uh yeah, definitely. I I um I have really enjoyed Only Murders in the Building with um, Steve Martin. I wanted Martin to like Short. it. I'm gonna, I'm probably going to give it another try, but I just... Okay. How far did you get? That's like four you, episodes. Like, record? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, I feel like if you're not there, there... You're, That's what I think. I was like, you, I, I genuinely yeah. put like, I was like, this, is a, this isn't five minutes and turning it off. I was like, I'm four episodes yeah. in and just like... Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like me with the rest of development where I was like, eventually I'm going to understand this. And I watch every episode and the Netflix reboot. And I'm like, this is not good. I don't understand what everyone <laughs> likes about this. But people are just like, oh, you haven't given enough time. Because that was the thing is that people are always like, well, you didn't give enough time. And finally, I was like, I'm just going to watch all of it. And I was just like, I'm going to power through this thing I don't like. Because it's like, you know, every once in a while, there'd be a joke that I liked. Yeah. But, it, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't like it. And they're like, how much did you watch? All of it. Every episode. I don't like it. It stinks. Well, it's funny. It's 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 similar with um, Shit's Creek because I really like Shit's Creek. I mm-hmm. binged it last year when I was, yeah when I had Christmas COVID. Yeah, and I enjoyed it, but I was like, it's fine, it's good. I don't love it. But then, like season three, is really where they hit their stride. It's got like it's got a lot of heart and a lot of like the funny it gets balanced with all the the, the, yeah. well, the emotion yeah. and it's like, but it's not like sappy. And but like it's a hard sell to be like if someone's like I didn't care for the first season to be like. Well, if you can push through the second season, the third season. Yeah. Because with yeah, Parks and Rec, yeah, you can exactly. be like, hey, that first season, if you push through it. Just skip it. I yeah. mean, you can, but. I just, with Parks and Rec, I'm like, just start season three. They That's when they added. Uh, season the, three? Uh, you skip two completely? Yeah. yeah, because in season three, they add uh, Rob Lowe and Adam Scott. And they do like. I mean, season quick, three is my like, favorite, but. The this show the the series season three starts with like a previously on Parks and Rec and gives you the rundown and I was like if you watch like a few episodes of season three and you don't care for it you're not gonna like the show and it's you've wasted you've you've watched a better quality product and have waste therefore wasted less of your time that's fair see I think season three is my overall favorite mine too and 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 then I'm like if you like the show you'll go back and watch the other stuff and it won't feel crazy but it will be it'll be like oh I can see it like finding its legs but it's not quite there yeah so that's my that's my take you can't quite do that with Shit's um, Creek but it's yeah well that's I was gonna say it's funny you mentioned Shit's Creek because my wife and I were just talking about that and I was like have you tried that show and she's like yeah I did I don't like it and I was like I watched like four episodes and I was just like yeah I, I don't I can't this is not for me and I'm not saying the show like clearly many people like it I'm not saying you all have bad taste it's just not my cup of tea you know I and so it's like I'm cu- I, obviously you may be a little lost but I'm curious if you like just jumped ahead yeah, maybe. because because like, like I said, it really the balance is what kicked it for, kicked it in for me because I was like, oh, it's fu- it's just a funny yeah. show, and then season three I was like, yeah. oh no, this is like a, a a television show. Yeah, see the thing is, I don't, I did not find it funny. I didn't like any of the people enough to enjoy the, really the, the shenanigans. Yeah, I found them all the kind of people who exhaust me. <laughs> and I, was I mean, just they're like, exhausting. Yeah, I don't. But what I like about yeah. Shit's Creek versus Arrested Development is that like nothing bad ever happens to the Arrested Development crew. Like, they just keep winning. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, more or less. They don't really yeah, get their less. comeuppance, but, like, in Shit's yeah. Creek, it starts... To some, to some degree, they do, but, uh, yes. Overarchingly, it's just, like... Yeah. 
you know, they don't, they're, they're not phased. But like with Shit's Creek, yeah. it's like, no, it starts with the bad and then just bad kind of like keeps happening until they find yeah. their footing and build themselves and better themselves. But like, like the premise is like something bad has happened to them and they have no money and they have to go to the small town. Remember, remember the, on, the only asset the government will let them retain is the small town that they bought that J, that yeah. Dan Levy yeah. bought as a joke for his son. Yeah. And, yeah. And so uh, that is why, <laughs> like, I, why well, I watched a few episodes, I was like, they deserve this. <laughs> These people suck. Yeah. And that's, and, and I they, couldn't it, get over that. Yeah. They, so they, I could they see, learned like, that. Sometimes. Yeah, well, it's like sometimes you can see where the highway is going and still not be interested in driving on it. You know what I mean? Like I've, like, like I, you know, this totally different thing. But like I, I really like Ted Lasso. I find it to be super charming yeah. and heartwarming and yada yada yada. I don't need to talk about Ted Lasso for an hour. But like, as someone who likes sports movies and has seen a lot of them, the the and when they were like, oh, Ted Lasso is going to be three seasons, it was immediately obvious to me like what the overarching story it was just tell uh, would be. the and first I, 30 minutes of a sports movie for a season the middle 30 for a yeah. second and then uh-huh. it's gonna More or less. season three is yeah. gonna open with the miracle speech yeah it'll i mean it's gonna be a little bit different than what you're describing but not wholly different and it's just like like it's i st- the, to, to the testament of the show i still even knowing pretty confidently how season one would end, how season two would end, how season three would end, when the ending of season one happened, I, it still resonated with me. Yeah. And like, I, they got the correct emotional reaction out of me, even though I was like, sure, I knew where it was going. So that's, that's, that, anyway. That's fair. And um, I will say, last thing about Shit's Creek is ahead. that, yeah. Um, Alexis, the, the daughter character, her character arc over the show is probably one of my, favorite character arcs that I've ever seen on television. Like, okay. It is so beautifully written and you, and believable and it, it flows naturally in a way that you're like, you're kind of realizing with her that like, Oh, I'm a better person than, than this. And like, it made, she made me cry. I love her. I, that. Okay. That's high. If you can, if you can jump to season three and watch a little bit of that, where they start to like add some stuff in, um, that's sort of where it picks up. Yeah, and it was a bummer because I love Eugene Levy and uh, Catherine. What's her last name? I O'Hara. Yeah, Catherine O'Hara. Ca- like, oh my god, her character is my favorite. She's so fucking crazy. Um, well, we've now talked about Shit's Creek for ten minutes, so I mean, uh, seven minutes. Really, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw the switch that I see here and get us back on track and say it's Thanksgiving. It's candied yams. We're starting a new tradition about John Candy. You know, we had to go Thanksgiving properly with perhaps the only thanksgiving movie planes trains and automobiles and that's what we watched so you know what that means sorry i was just genuinely trying to think of a another thanksgiving movie i think you're right but i will rack my brain um but we gotta go back we gotta go dissect the 80s it's the jhcu something about the jhcu when the mega powers explode i'm talking about the 80s I am certain that there is another Thanksgiving movie. Someone's going to tweet it at us. Happy to hear them. I, but I like this. You is know the what? Comes to mind. We're back. A dinosaur story. I'm. Is that really? Is it take? Oh, I guess there's a there's the, the, parade, the parade, which it, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any yeah. giant New York parade, I just assume is the Thanksgiving Day parade. 
Oh, you yeah. know what? No, I yeah. think it is Could because be. I think part of the plot is that the one the boy is like, I don't have a family, and the and Yardley Smith's rich girl is like, my family's not here on Thanksgiving. I think. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I. It's funny that was on some streaming service or another like a year or two ago, and I was like, should I throw this on? I remember it's probably cute, this right? As a child. And it was like 78 minutes, and I still could never just like get to pushing the button. It's 78. <laughs> Julia Child's I know. there. I, I, know. <laughs> I forgot about that, yeah. actually. But yeah, it was. I was just like, yeah, I'll just leave that on the shelf. It's fine. Um, so so I have to open this conversation up. Well, JHCU uh, is the John Hughes Cinematic Universe. I thought you would ask me. Okay, but. yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I should have. I'm sorry. Uh, tweet around JHCU and, and note the connections for us. So we've got Ferris. Is, it, so it has to be knowing now what we know that the Hughes movies have the connectivity. This is 100% Kevin Bacon's character from She's Having a Baby because it's like canonically linked that this is him. I don't know that movie. I don't either. Uh, <laughs> like I said, I I, I think um, listener Rochelle has requested it on the uh, her Patreon episode a couple times, and it just hasn't been it hasn't come out of the lottery. But uh, it is a huge movie, and at the end of it, there's like apparently a run through where different characters from other huge oh movies yeah yeah, are, like, yeah we just talked about that right names because uh, yeah 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 so wait yeah. John is John Candy in it twice. I don't know that John Candy's in it because he's in he's twice. It's I great outdoors it characters. Up, we did great outdoors, right? Yeah, I think I th- maybe you're right. I'm not sure. He might be in it twice. It's possible he's in it twice. Um, I thought it was the other great outdoors characters and not John Candy to avoid the problem that you're describing. I thought it. I thought we had talked about it. it the fact that it was Ackroyd and Candy, but it could have just been Ackroyd. Yeah, because I, I in my we'll my Google note the here, scene. Yeah, in my in my mind in, in my note here, it's that it's these two characters, but maybe I meant the Great Outdoors. Although you'd think you would want to do Uncle Buck, Dan Aykroyd from Great Outdoors, and Steve Martin from this. That way you can spread it out as thin as possible. You would think, yes, yes. But there's this whole shenanigans here. Steve Martin's at a bad meeting. He can't get out of. You know, he's wasting all this time. I wrote a note. Trying cute to make watch. Flight. Yeah, which yeah, it is didn't realize watch. it would be a thing later. But I was like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, cute watch. Focal point. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is, this is funny. Like, uh, we talk a lot about the, uh, cultural shifts that happen over the time. You know what? This movie is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. So obviously a lot of time has passed, but what's funny about this is like, for one, the idea of a high powered executive at his level being like commanded to be at a meeting in another city that's at 3 PM to decide this trivial thing before thanksgiving don draper would never so yeah it just seems so ludicrous but also it'd be like yeah i'm gonna zoom into that (laughs) because um it's the day before thanksgiving thanks two days before you know oh two days before excuse me you are correct so i just cell phones and zoom solve a lot of this movie's problems yeah yeah for sure for sure um but then the other thing with this movie that I that I was thinking about watching it is it's one of those movies where repeat viewings have you already sympathizing with one character. So I've never seen this before. Another. This is my first time. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So you did you know did you know the the twist as it were? I learned the twist ten like as as <laughs> you he was getting on the train. Read it on Wikipedia. Yeah, he, as he was getting on okay. the train, I was like, there's 10 minutes left in this movie. That's weird. And I opened Wikipedia and I was like, oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious then, because you came into it with totally fresh eyes, and I've seen this movie a few times. 
who were you sympathize? Like, did your sympathies switch over back and forth between the characters as you were watching it? Because I feel like mine did when I first watched it, but I don't truly remember. Kind of. So, like, obviously, John Candy is goofy but annoying, mm-hmm. and Steve Martin yeah. is straight laced and angry. So, yeah. right off the bat generally i'm like sympathetic towards candy even though obviously i'm like there's times like you're being too much buddy but generally yeah, i'm like yeah. the airplane the part where he takes his socks off on the airplane is like i i would think i might hit you well that yeah <laughs> you know what i mean like also the idea of like the world pre-headphones is just my nightmare yeah yeah even i i drew like even even i think now that i have long hair my airpods are too small people can't tell that i have headphones in when I have short hair, yeah, you can see definitely. them. Now that I have long hair, you can't really see them. And I'm like, well, I got to tuck my hair behind my ear so everyone can see. Don't talk to me. A, a, non, a non-trivial part of the reason why I have not switched to that type of headphone is I like the cord under my chin, so it is visible that I'm not listening to you. <laughs> the cord? Specifically, not the... I have, like, I don't have, I don't wear, like, the, like, I have over an over-the-ear pair that I wear for recording the podcast, but I have, like, a uh, sport Bluetooth, because I sweat a lot, gotcha. and I, like, they, they fall out of my ear, and so it just has a little loop that hangs under your I think you're neck. supposed to put just, that around not, the back of your neck. Some of them, yes. Mine, no. Weird. Yeah. Well, I feel like, I always uh, assumed the mine, back of the neck was so that if it falls out, it it's still attached. Under the chin, mine just have like, a loop. Mine have a loop under... Or a loop over your ears. Oh, so you'd have to mode. yank both ears out simultaneously. Yes, yes. I just learned that phrase in connection to Crocs. Yeah, Crocs have sport mode. To me. It's the first time I've heard that, and I genuinely guffawed. That's funny. Um, but I was going to say, speaking of headphones, I was just on a flight, and there were two grown-ass men in the seat behind me who were drunk as skunks, kept getting served why i don't know um but they then put on their noise canceling headphones and were screaming at each other because they were like unaware <sighs> of the the issue and i feel like i like not to pat myself on the back too hard but like i'm i've gotten pretty good at talking with my noise canceling headphones in where it's like you you cannot adjust so that you can hear you because you're like you popping your phone off and talk or if you're not if you're just going to say something quickly like don't modulate up or you will be an asshole and i swear to you these guys are like hey what do you say and i finally like i i was trying to sleep on this plane and these two guys i finally turned around and i looked at this man in the eye and i was like you are being so loud (laughs) like you are screaming (laughs) and the guy was like what huh and i was like you are yelling (laughs) your voice is so loud (laughs) like take your headphones off and the guy like was a little bit embarrassed but Went right back to being a loud buffoon. I was just like ready to punch him. That's why I like the transparency mode in my AirPods. So you can do noise canceling, normal, and transparency. And with transparency, the microphone that's normally designed to like pick up what's outside to cancel Uh it out just picks up what's outside and puts it in your ear along with whatever you're listening to. Oh, okay. So like I can hear like my the the floorboard creak as I walk through my house and stuff. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. That makes sense. Um. Anyway, uh, John Candy taking his socks off on the plane. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh boy, I don't turn. But I was like, having uh, having watched this movie a bunch of times and knowing the like sad truth of Candy's life is like, of course he's a weirdo. Like he doesn't have anyone in his life to to be his uh, b- bumper uh, bumper rails, like in bumper bowling. You yeah. know what I mean? Like 
yeah, like, you know, if you have a partner, like when you do these things that someone can be like, hey, man, you got to chill, which is like, yeah, exactly. And so it's like sometimes good to have that trusted confidant. And he doesn't have anybody because he has all of these acquaintances that he sees on his loop, but he doesn't have real friends, which is like, you yeah. know, these he's, he's a very sad character innately. It fe- uh, he so, feels kind of so like when you're watching Teddy the movie and you're Bob's seeing Burgers. Yeah, 100%. Because there was that one episode. Definitely a a Dell type. Where they like, I don't remember what the full context was, but Bob got stuck with Teddy on like a car trip. And he was like, Uh Teddy's life was so empty and boring. And then on the trip, it was just like, he met all the people Teddy talks about. Like the lady with the spaghetti or like whatever. Yes, yes, yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, totally. And, and, And like... It is it like you this movie you're kind of taking a ride through Dell's world mm-hmm. and and seeing the way that he operates and and like obviously I don't think day to day Dell is innately sad but I think there is like this sort of sadness within him that he plus this time of year doesn't have oh absolutely yeah and he he's got this sadness in him that like comes out over the course of the movie and like bubbles over. And uh, like, honestly, like as hijinksy as this movie is, and it really is like very hijinksy. It is. It's it, it is it is unequivocally unequivocally a whoa movie <laughs> for sure. Um, it, it has an emotional core that I think is like shockingly deep for that type of movie. I agree. I I, I will say I wish they sprinkled more bonding throughout. Because it feels like they mm-hmm. didn't. There's. It's sort of like nothing, nothing, nothing. They bond, and then the movie's over. Yes, a hundred percent. And I was like, I, well, I we could have like, you know, a pinch here, a pinch there. It doesn't have to be a lot. There, but there, something. There needs to be like little moments between them that like, because having never seen the movie before, at like the third juncture where they're still traveling together, you'd be like, why is Steve Martin putting up with this? Yeah, like, I mean, obviously, not they have no, they have no money and no choice. It's not like you can call an right, Uber. Right. That's, that's the thing. I was like, right. God, cell phones solve a lot yeah. of this movie's problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, also, like, you know, Apple at the Pay. point where they have solved the... Pr- yeah, well, I mean, the point where they've solved this movie's problem and are like, oh, we have a car we can just drive the rest of the way like they they set the car on fire like the movie doesn't want them to solve the problem yeah. obviously but uh, uh we'll get there momentarily but i so martin steve martin's in this bad meeting the, the office like looks like it's designed this. by tim burton's team did you feel yes that? yes it also sort of reminds me of the office that clark griswold works in in christmas vacation um like, it's like, a little too modern clark griswold's office mm. feels very like Officey. This feels a little, okay. a little sleeker, abstractier. Okay, yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, so he, he's this office this is glass flight. tables. Clark's is oak tables. Okay, I see. I see the difference. You're you're clarifying there. I get what you're saying. Um, but anyway, he's on a way to make this flight, and he runs into Fair. Like it's this is Ferris Bueller's dad, right? This is not just the same actor. Like this is Ferris Bueller's dad. Is he, he's the one seeing him off, right? Or who is Ferris yes. Bueller's dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his buddy at work. He's like, like, you're never going to make that flight. Stay and catch the eight eight flight. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, in watching it, I'm like, oh, this must be, knowing the Hughes connection, this must be, and then Kevin Bacon is on the street for this one scene. It's like, okay, so yes, this is just various John Hughes characters interacting. And I honestly wanted, like, a scene where they draw, I don't know what the layout of Chicago is if you do drive by Wrigley, but I wanted them to have like the save Ferris <laughs> thing when he drove by. Cause it was like that. It was that deep. I wish they, um, uh, it's, so, I keep reading. It's not John Hughes, but I wish that the Chris and the Chris and the kids 
with the blowout had the blowout next to them on the freeway. Oh, from Adventures in oh, Babysitting. Yes, yes. Yeah, Adventures in Babysitting. They, or they yeah, drove yeah. past uh, Mr. Pruitt's truck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, speaking of Kevin Bacon, both of the hosts of this podcast have a Bacon number of four, which is we pretty do. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did improv with a guy named Connor Ratliff that gets me there, and you did costume work with- No, I name? I worked with a girl who did costuming for a movie Leah Thompson was in. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, um, two, two very Bacon-connected hosts on this podcast. So, he's like rushing to get there. He gets totally taken to, to task by this attorney who's like got a cab and he's like, oh, certainly well, he trips. We, we missed that he, he and Kevin Bacon, Bacon race for a cab and he trips and misses yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Also, wouldn't you just, couldn't you just share the cab? Like, I'm not, I know I'm, I'm, an, I'm in the age of Uber and Lyft, but like sharing a cab surely would not be an insane thing to do. It's not like you're like you're sharing a car. It's. A man is driving you. It's a public place to be like, where are you going? You're going to the airport? Cool. Can we split it? Yeah, absolutely. Like, is I that think, weird? Like, fr- I, frankly, as, as 2022, frankly, is it weird? No, I don't think I don't. It's not weird to do now. Like, like, you know, like it's a built in function to Uber and Lyft. To like, but that's what I mean. Like, share. was it weird in 1980? Whatever. No, I, I don't think it was common necessarily. But like in this situation where you're standing behind a cab line, if I'm Steve Martin, I'm going, who's going to the airport? I'll pay for the cab if you let me go with you. Yeah. Right. Like, it's like I, I, I get to skip the line or just and I'm like, paying the same amount of money. Or we could split like there's. There's options here that like the three of us can get like it just seemed crazy that no one at, at, at no point was he like where are well, you going? <laughs> well, what I'm saying is like the split is like why am I doing you a favor? You know what I mean? And it's like you don't have to spend these, as much money. That's why you're right, doing but the all favor. These business people, all these business people are going to expense it anyway. I know, but still, I mean, so the money is not really. It's like the, if I but then if who I gives get that a offer, shit? I'm like then reach back. Well, no. No, so what I'm saying is like if I, in that uh, in that world, I'm like, yeah, you can you can pay me the cost because I'm going to expense it. Oh, you can, <laughs> you can give, you can give me, me twenty money, bucks, and I will, yeah, and I will put it in my pocket, you know. Um, but yeah, it's like I, I, you know, obviously the, the reason why he doesn't do this is because there wouldn't be a movie. I I just read a really great interview with the director of Barbarian. I haven't seen which it is yet. A, is buck wild movie um that if you like horror you should probably watch but it's hard to recommend because it's it's truly buck wild but there is a moment in which a character goes back into a place and people are like well why does that character do that and he's like he gives like a very character-based reason of like you know the character's backstory and i thought it was a smart answer and then he paused and he's like also it's a movie and if she doesn't do that there's no movie yeah <laughs> Which I was just like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Like, you at some point you have to be like, yes, I'm giving myself over to the fiction, and the fiction here is it's a movie. So, Although, like, I know, will that's say why he doesn't do it because blah 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 blah, hand wavy. He ultimately gets when he gets to the airport, he finds out that the flight's been delayed anyway. So, like, knowing that that's yes. going to happen, John Hughes, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I do think there's a funny version in which he splits a cab with Dell, and that's the like start. Well, of that's the what I thought was about to happen. Yeah, when he when he rank like rips the door open, I thought he was about to be like, "Well, share, buddy." Yeah, like hop in. Where are you going? You know that to me, the move of Candy's character later in the movie would have been to be like, "Where are you going? Hop on in." You know, or you know, it would have been funnier if 
I don't know how we gotta we would have to workshop it, but if John Candy was the cab driver, yeah. but like <laughs> yeah, he was like, I'm off duty. I can't I can't possibly take you to the airport. I'm off duty. And then he like that would have been fun. That's what it is. He's trying to beg John Candy to take him, and he's like, I'm off duty. I can't take you to the airport. And then he sees him at the airport and he's like, You couldn't drive me here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he couldn't have done it under the table. I think that makes Candy a little too ruthless, and I, I, I think it's funny, but it's a little more ruthless than or I think. Not ruthless if you say it that way. Like, look, hey, I'm contracted. I can't, I can't work outside my post or whatever. I don't know how cab drivers work, <laughs> but like, there could be a, <laughs> a union reason that he could be like, I'm a yeah, union yeah, man, yeah. buddy. I can't. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I truly yeah, have yeah. no idea how cab drivers work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a. You're probably right on with what you're saying. Um, I, and I will say that like, speaking of candy, like I was talking about the airports, the airplane stuff already, but he is just world class at being the worst person to sit next to on a plane. Yeah. He's got the big bulky coat on. So he's like, he's already a big man. He's already going to be, you know, not maybe the best person to sit next to, but now he's got this coat spilling over on top of you too. And it's just like, <sighs> and then the socks come off and he's whipping them around. It's just like a lot. But did you notice that the third guy in the seat is the the guy, for, the old man from Home Alone, who's like, Catherine O'Hare is desperately trying to get back from France. And he's like, she's got a whole closet full of earrings, all these dangling. Oh, ones. that guy? Oh, I didn't know uh-huh. that. Yeah. I don't know if he even has a line of dialogue in this. But no, I like, he, unless you as, count his snore. Yeah, but he's like the she's got all these. Da- I just that his the it's dangly one of those ones. Just like you're right. Talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the the line readings that weirdly stick with you is like almost every time I see a, a dangly rack of earring. earrings that like, but not on a person. Like I see a rack of earrings at like a like you know a gift shop or, or Target or, or whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like you know you got your studs, then you got your dangly ones. <laughs> that studs, is hoops, what my brain dangly does. One. Yeah. Yeah, that is my brain every single time. Um, so we've got all sorts of weather problems. We divert to Wichita. Well, we um, also we, we see his family, and it looks like the Home Alone house. Yes. It looks suspiciously it like the Home Alone house. Yes. And allegedly, according to IMDb, this house set cost $100,000 to build. Wow. Again, according to IMDb, who knows if that's real. But they yeah. said it had, it was like. That seems ludicrous. It wasn't just a facade. They like built a house. Allegedly. Why on earth would they do that? That seems like movie money laundering. I, like, I think, well, it, I like, agree. But then I said it angered the studio. So I'm like, so who was, la- someone was laundering the money and it wasn't studio heads. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, it's like John Hughes was just being real persnickety and then he wanted to move in after. Yeah. Or I thought maybe it was like, he knew it was going to be home alone. He was like, oh, he was trying to, he was like, just it build does this. honestly seem. Like if I if you were to tell me oh this house if you stand in front of it like if you turn the camera 180 degrees is the Home Alone house on the other side I'd been like oh that checks out yeah uh, so we get diverted to Wichita and we're stuck for the snow uh, so we're you know John Candy is like you better call uh, a motel because you're gonna be stuck here and and Steve Martin instead calls also, his wife it's so crazy uh, that they went to like Wichita is like a lot farther from Chicago yes so y- yeah. you would think we're, there's somewhere they- closer. Where are they starting from? New York. They fly past Chicago. Okay. That's that is really really strange cuz I it, the the geography of this movie confused me cuz I I didn't know It's on Wikipedia. I, you know, I, yeah, yeah, it is it is New York, you're right. And as soon as you said that, I remember John Candy mentioning that it was New York. Oh, no, but I mean like, I there's a map on Wikipedia. Oh, oh, okay, cool. I will look at that. Um I I would bet that it's a situation where 
they had to fly away from the snowstorm because they were already mm. in the air and they wouldn't have safely been able to land. So it's just basically like, what's the closest thing out of the snowstorm? And That's in this fair. case, it could have been for the movie's sake, it's Wichita. Yeah, yeah. So that is my guess. Not that it doesn't snow in Kansas. Yeah. But also, th- I started to get really annoyed at Steve Martin because like he, the whole like taxi nonsense happens. He gets to JFK Airport and he's like, immediately gets told your flight is delayed. Immediately yeah. when he got he gets there, so like it's like cool. I guess you you're fine. And then he sees John yeah. Candy and he's like, "You stole my cab and made me late." And I was like, "To a delayed flight, buddy. Like, right. Why are you right. running to the red light? It's a red light. Right. 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 Yeah. And like, it's just it's just like he he he's one of, he's in that situation where you just need to point your fire at somebody. And unfortunately, it's John Candy. Fair because he there's a lot of times he kept bringing it up that like. About the cab or like whatever, like he's like I I was late to the airport and I'm like it doesn't fucking matter that you were late to the airport. Yeah. So was yeah, your plane. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So I love love love. Yeah. Candy's like I I know this motel guy. I sold him a shower curtain ring. Oh, he also gets downgraded. Here. He was That's he was right. flying yes, first class and got downloaded downgraded to coach, which like sucks. But he's an asshole about it. Yes, he is an asshole about it. But if I got downgraded from a first class seat to a middle seat in economy, I would be pretty upset. But you know who you yell at about that? Well, don't yell at anybody. But you know who you complain to? The fucking person who gave you the ticket. Right. Like you have, you should have the wherewithal to look at the ticket and like be like, where is? See, like, oh, that looks, that yeah. looks like a middle. You don't get on the flight and yell at the flight attendant because. What, are, right. what power do they have in what this situation? What are they going to do? Right, right, right. Yeah, plus, you don't yell. What you do is you just say, look, if this happened to you, wouldn't you be frustrated? Can you just help me? Can you just figure out how to solve this problem with me? Because it sucks, right? Like, you acknowledge that this is a bad thing that's happened to me. And most of the time, the person's like, well, they're not yelling at me, so I'll help them. <laughs> See, I don't go that route. I say... I always make it very clear that I'm like, I'm not angry at you. If I'm not, I don't, I don't raise my voice, but I'm like, I'm not angry at you. Yeah. I'm just very frustrated with the company you're working for and all of that. Right. I was, right, I was right. like, oh yeah. I make it very, like I, I've straight up said to someone, it was last year I had like this, a switch. I bought a switch and it like was supposed to get delivered and it wasn't. And then they just canceled the order like two weeks before Christmas. And I was like, what if I was a father who like, <laughs> yeah, I was, ca- I bought this on black Friday and then yeah. three weeks later, you can't like, what if I was a parent and this was like, yeah. you just ruined Christmas. Like, come right. yeah. on. Yeah. Like, c- uh, congratulations. My kid gets to open up a picture of a switch and an IOU. <laughs> what is cool. Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. And I, so I, m- I remember like talking to the, the customer service guy when it, before it had gotten canceled and he, w- he was like, it's. They're trying to find another Walmart that has it in stock. And I was like, they've been trying for a week. Is there any way that you could like, I was like, I can go online and find. And he was like, I was like, I'm not mad at you. Is there anything you can do? Right. And he was like, I'm really, really yeah. sorry. And I was like, this guy's going to pull through for me. And then two days later, it was like, your order has been canceled. And I was like, well, damn it. Uh... <laughs> that sucks. I didn't know that happened to you. That's that's shitty. Yeah, I was so mad. And then I had to, I bought it from Best Buy and was able to pick it up in store like three days later. And I was like, did you still get the price that you had gotten originally? Yeah, or that, that's what I was, I was oh, mad okay. about. Cause I was like, I don't want to miss this. I was like, this is a right. A, the price is the as a bundle yeah. and a price at everything. And right. I was like, I got the, basically this, I think I like made have missed one thing, but it was not major. Okay. Um, 
So anyway, we, we hop into Doobie's Taxiola, which looks like one of those, um, I think, th- now, I'm 99% sure this is in one of the Leprechaun movies, but I'm sure it's in other things as well. But, like, the, like, very specific tour vehicle for a guided tour of a city. So it would be like, I know I saw that when I was in New Orleans of, like, you ride around in, in a, a hearse and they show you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it is. A, sure one, I think it's a hearse in the Leprechaun movie because I think it's a ghost tour. Okay, I thought so, too. Yeah. But I just this thing looks like that kind of vehicle, um, just really delicious, you know. It set, does. Uh, it you know, it uh, reminds uh, me uh, of prop work. The uh, the cab, uh, Keaton using the hearse as a cab. Yeah, yeah, same kind of energy. But this has like all these little mood lights and stuff. I just the design is so good here. It's got like a boardwalk airbrushing. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like fringe. There's a lot of fringe. A lot of fabric on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I got to this. I forgot. I'm sorry. We're jumping all around here. I'm so sorry. So the the guy that you said with the dangly earrings on the plane, he snores yeah, yeah. like he has sleep apnea, and I yes. I never thought about like people with like sleep apnea, like sleeping on a plane. Does that like bother you? Um. So I I am not generally super duper affected if I go one night without my CPAP machine. I don't have it as severely as some other people do. Okay. So if you have it very severely, maybe it's different, but like I never got to where like I would sleep for a full night and wake up and feel like I hadn't slept, which some people who have it very severely do, but I don't. Cause they so keep waking I, up and not, they don't remember it, but they keep waking not, up. They don't, yeah. You don't know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You basically don't sleep over, course, over the course of a night. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't have it to that degree. And it's like, I honestly, I've used it for so long that it's really more of the Pavlovian thing that I have like, it's great. Like it's one of the things that, yeah, exactly. Like one of the things you read over and over again, if you have trouble with sleep is like, you have to create a bedtime routine and do that. And I have fallen ass backwards into a perfect one, which is the, like, I put this machine on when I go to sleep. And so 99.9% of the time. Yeah. I when when I put that mask on, it's just like out like within ten minutes I'm asleep. Hmm. So rare exceptions, obviously. You know, knock wood. I haven't just jinxed myself for six months or something like that. But um, yeah, no, I I I I prefer to sleep with it because it puts me to sleep. But I don't need to sleep with it because it ruins my day. If not, if that makes sense. Okay, I just wasn't sure with if with like the like Mm -hmm. the like (sighs) moments. I didn't know if that. I definitely like. I definitely will snore myself awake sometimes or like okay. I've gotten, I've gotten like a little bit of a sore throat from a plane sleep because like your head's at a weird angle yeah. and you're snoring and like your th- the dry air and stuff. I don't, you know, I don't do that many overnight. I don't, I don't I haven't done it for a long while until recently, but you know, I haven't done that much flying. So, but yeah, it's, you know, not something I've dealt with a lot, but. Um, so we get to this flea bag motel and, oh, whoops, it's a lot you know it? cuter only one room left. Than I th- uh, the outside is gross, but the room is a lot cuter than I thought it was going to be. It, it does remind me of a supernatural motel though. Yeah. But again, those are much cuter than they should be. Like they, yeah, there's, of course. they're not as grimy, yeah. but yeah. it's not like the murder motel six that we stayed at oh, in God. Pennsylvania that time. <laughs> the blood stained concrete. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was genuinely one of the funniest things that ever happened to me because it was we had cell phones, but not smartphones. So we couldn't. Just, no, we like, did. Cause I was tweeting to stay. Wasn't it text to tweet? No, it was like it was like iPhone 3GS. So it was like old, old, original iPhone. There weren't like 100,000 apps. I don't I don't think you're right. It was no, it was because I, I got I got an iPhone my senior year of high school and you okay. took me for graduation. Okay. So it was like, it was like, it seems like early puffy iPhone. 
It seems like we could have solved the problem and just left that motel and gone somewhere else when we walked by what was surely a bloodstain on the adjacent or two doors down from where we were staying. But uh, maybe not. Sorry, Mom. This might be the first time you've heard this. Well, again, this was 12 years ago. So, like, the internet, it was not as easily navigatable on a phone. Mobile, Mobile websites were still the Wild West. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I would not do the same thing now, but we did. Oh no! In, immediately, I would. I would already be like, uh, on like the what, what, Airbnb, whatever, some app to be like, boop, yeah, boop, yeah, boop. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, give my money back. There is a blood stain outside the next room. I'm not. Take a picture, here. send it to Discover. Hey, I need you to mm-hmm. cancel this charge because there's blood in mm-hmm. my motel room. Yeah, yeah. Blood stain outside. The outside motel the motel room. room. I should say. Sorry. Alleged bloodstain. Uh, but so we get there, of course, there's only the one bed. So, you know, they're they're having the nightmare scenario here of having to share this bed. And I love like Just candy on the ground the trunk. Like, yeah, whatever, dude. Or honestly, I, I like I might do the head to foot offer, honestly. <laughs> but like I, I'm probably getting a better night's sleep in a chair in the lobby than I am on the floor of the room. You think? Me personally, a floor sleep really I <laughs> All, I have all these travel stories with this, like, uh, about a year ago, like in the, when the, the vaccination summer, when we were all like, oh my God, we're back out there. It's over. I went on a trip. Yeah. And our flight got canceled by Southwest and the response that I got from the helpful flight attendant or uh, desk person was like, you should just stay in the airport because you'll probably get on standby on the 5 or 6 a.m. flight because people will oversleep and miss it. And if oh, you're not here, point. you won't catch it. Yeah. And she was like, that's what I would do if I were you. Um, but we slept on the floor of the airport and I hurt like ev- it's like just so many little muscles in my body were like, why would you do this to us? Hmm. Why have you forsaken us? <laughs> but airports, airports are like it purposely designed so you don't sleep in them. It's like there's like all the chairs have arms and stuff, so there's nowhere to lay down. Yeah. So it was just like, well, I'm sleeping on the floor. Unless you like finagle yourself in between the arm and the if you're skinny enough and it can wiggle yourself in. If you wanted to like do an acrobatic move like the guy <laughs> in Ocean's Eleven and like hold it and whip yourself through the rungs i suppose if i did that i would be like winnie the pooh and then have to get <laughs> christmas five hand. or six janitors five or six janitors to grease me up and get me <laughs> out of there in my head it's like six old italian men be like oh what are you doing and they're like rubbing me down with <laughs> they Dawn, put a broom trying to get me to get some leverage yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, I got a broom under my armpits that there's like three guys on either end of, and they're, they've squirted me down with Dawn like I'm a oil-covered seagull. You're and a baby like, duck. Oh. Like, all righty, on a one, a two, a three, push, and they're trying to get my fat ass out of the arm rung. It'd be like the episode Always Sunny where Danny DeVito comes, comes out, of the out couch. through the couch. Yeah, I'd just be like, onto the floor. <laughs> Anyway, uh, he busts out a personal pillow and this eight by ten of his wife, and it's just like such a delight. Like the trunk is such an absurd travel vessel, especially anymore. because like, you know, the- he ha- he brought it to the airport, and then he had mm-hmm. it when their flight got canceled. Which, like, yes, did they return everyone's well, I, luggage, or did I he check the trunk? Yeah, yeah, I assume that they returned everybody's luggage. I just meant like it's a fast turnaround. I, I, I don't even yeah. get my luggage that fast when the plane has landed. Like, <laughs> oh, that's because you go through Philadelphia, which is a black hole, and Orlando. Yeah, that they're they're bad too. Um, 
Those are like the only two places I fly. <laughs> uh, so he, so uh, Candy goes in the bathroom first, covers it with all the stuff, uses is all it the, the towels. Bathroom? Did he let him use it first? I was well, confused. I, it, he does seem to say that Steve Martin can go first, but then Candy has used all of the towels somehow. Yeah, he like because he comes out of the shower and he sees that the bathroom is a mess, and I was like, "Well, did Candy like come in while you were showering through the like yeah, the frosted yeah. curtain?" Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but uh, I love the image of Candy firing up a dart, smoking a cigarette. Sitting on the bed with turning on the magic fingers and getting like all cozy and just ashing all over the bed. I will say I thought when when my boyfriend and I went to the uh, the the kitschy resort in the Poconos, I thought the bed might have one of those vibrate like quarter vibrator things. It did not. I was very. I was mm. like, oh, oh. It had everything else. It also shocks me that there isn't a sequence here where like. There's another beer on the bed and Steve Martin like picks it up being like, oh, thanks. And then they tell us about it, but they don't they should have shown it. Yeah. Yeah. It it shocks me every time that they show note. Don't tell that. It's like the movie's not that long and it seems like a no brainer. Yeah. Or like if like a beer spilled on the the quarter box for it and then it made it vibrate crazier and it's like, whoa, it just never stopped. Yeah, that too. I like that. So it's like four in the morning and Steve Martin's just like, eyes open. Like, da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, also, the knuckle cracking really hit close to home on in this house because my wife gets very mad at me doing that while she's trying to go to sleep because I will unconsciously crack like every knuckle yeah. and all, you know, every bit and bob. It's funny because uh, I was like watching him. I was like, it's not dissimilar to the way I go to bed. It's just my boyfriend's already asleep. I get in bed, but yeah. he's already asleep. So I'm like, crackle, 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 lotion, lotion. Yeah. 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 Nasal spray. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't I don't just do like the four fingers on each hand and the knuckle, but I'll do like a side twist and get the upper knuckles. Too. Oh, uh-huh. I'm, I'm a, a real problem. I do neck. I do. I, my, my back sounds like popcorn. The the neck I've I've become afraid of and don't do unless it's really bothering me because I've just like I I've heard like horror stories from people who had a bad chiropractor and I'm like well I'm not even a bad chiropractor I'm a Joe Schmo <laughs> so I just I don't do the neck anymore unless it's like real like sometimes you can just feel it's tight and it will make it better so I don't that's I've I've put the that's the only time I do the neck now I remember seeing once on like Instagram or YouTube it was like a chiropractor being like please don't crack your neck do this instead. And I can never, I've, I've lost the video, so I don't know what I'm supposed <laughs> to do instead. But like, she was like, if you, if you pinch here on your, on your, on your, like, if you take your, your index and thumb on one hand and pinch this part of your other hand and gently tilt your neck, you'll feel the release it was, or something to that effect. It wasn't that obviously, yeah. cause I can't remember <laughs> what I'm supposed to do. Right. Right. And so I'm like, well, I guess I'm gonna keep grabbing my neck, cracking my neck until I find that video again. <laughs> Speaking. The other thing in terms of like things that always surprise me, one, the beer can scene not being in, but two, this big fight over how gross candy is feels like an end of act two thing. It's way not too early. An end of act one. Yeah. And it's like like you were talking before of like you wish you saw them bond more like this happening here. I feel like would be an obstacle to them ever bonding. I agree. Yeah. It, it also they're definitely piled too much candy into this because it's like. Obviously, this is a breaking point. All if Candy's doing, yeah. all, Candy should have done half of that, and then like the next right, day, right, right, right. it continued. Yes, yes, yeah, for sure. 
Um, so we get the uh, the nice pushback from Candy of the like, you know, I like me and I like who I am. And it's a really good speech from him for sure. But like, I just feel like it comes the wrong place in the movie, frankly. I agree. So has Candy ever played like a sleazy dude? I don't know it, but that doesn't mean no, because I, I, as I said to you before, like part of the reason I wanted to do the John Candy thing is there's a bunch of cotton John Candy movies. I feel like you and I are super familiar with the the cotton candy movies. Yes. Um, There's a bunch that I feel you and I are super familiar with, but like we, it's like a very small portion of his overall catalog because it's just, we, we watch the ones that our parents liked a lot. And I'm surprised this wasn't in rotation. It it was like a lesser one. And it was like. I think both of us probably thought it was boring and just would like not participate in watching it. That's fair. I, it's I, the I most was interesting adult, that... despite the fact that it's like a wacky hijinks movie, it is the most adult oriented of the John Candy movies. That I, were in well, the there's no rotation. kids. Right. Um, and it's also just like an adult problem, like stuck away from home and trying to get home to your family. It just like didn't yeah. like for a 10 year old, you'd be like, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. So the room gets robbed by this this like little punk kid it was who weird comes in that and steals the money. We didn't ever see the they they clearly showed the thief's face and and yes. hair like a, it's a distinguishing feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, we don't recognize this kid, and we never right. see him yeah, again. I was, it's weird that he's I not like that in a ski too. mask or something. Like, yeah, yeah, it does seem like oh, that's somebody's nephew, and we got to get their face on camera. Yeah, I, or, but I was like, we, he should have been like sitting in the lobby when they check in or something. Yes, yeah, or smoking a cigarette outside, or and you know any number of, of something things. to put him in it's, there. It's odd that he's not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we go from that to waking up the next morning with John Candy doing a little jetpacking on Steve Martin, which is pretty damn funny. I think. Some good old spooning. Yeah. Did you just kiss my ear? It's like really lovely. Yes. And then immediately into the like, hey, oh, da, da, da. Uh, how about those well, his, bears? His hand was between his butt. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> it might have been a thigh. It could have been thighs. But That's yeah. true. Uh, so we go to a themed diner where uh, Patty from Elvira is their server. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's also in Beetlejuice. And I didn't I never realized that. I did not know that either. Uh, I just watched the Weird Al movie Weird, and there's a sequence where Al goes to this party, and like everyone else at the party is a very famous person, and it's all just random celebrities in different outfits. But one of the people is playing Elvira. Oh, it's, I was about to ask: Is it like a recent party or like a, a '90s party? No, it's it's you know it's like 1987 or '88 or something. I like forget that. that he's been doing it that long. Oh, my yeah, brain is yeah, like he's like a time. '90s person, but he I'm like no, he yeah, was like yeah. an '80s, like a he. He it was like he broke and had a wave and then he had another wave in the nineties and then I feel like white and nerdy was like this other really big wave for him. Was he, he, that he, was had after these, Amish Paradise, right? W- way after white and nerdy was like two thousand six. Oh wow, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, that up to snuff on my on my weird out oeuvre. But I, you never, you never had a phase. I had a phase. Well, I had a phase by proxy because you had a phase. So like, I knew yes, the thing. But I don't think you ever really enjoyed it as much as you were just like tolerating it. I guess my but memory. I think yeah. it was. I, it's more that I enjoyed it because my brother enjoyed it. So I was like, I have to yeah. also like this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also uh, like genu- very funny. By the way, go see weird or stream weird on Roku. Not go see. Sorry. I. I love hearing Weird Al Yankovic speak because he's just there's just something like very like unassuming and charming about it. You mm-hmm. like he you mm-hmm. would think he'd be like a goofball. He's he you you based on his music you yeah. would think he would sound like a YouTuber. 
Yes. But he's just like hearing him talk. He did hot ones and like hearing him just be like, yeah, here's the story of uh, why I wore that hair st- of Coolio. I wore Coolio's hairstyle or Cisco Coolio. Coolio was uh, Amish Paradise, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I wore Coolio's hairstyle to the Grammys, and I didn't tell anyone, and here's, like, it's like a very, like, matter-of-fact story, but it's just yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a he has a very, very dry sense of humor, which is not really the vibe of the songs, and so it seems a little incongruous. Incongru- yeah, incongruous. Incongruous? Yeah. Uh, when you, like, the songs are way broader than his, I think, personal style of joke. I always remember they did, like, a behind the music for him, which is very funny because, like, he's never had a drug problem and he does, like, a very silly thing. And he hasn't even had, like, issues. Like, he's had the same band forever, like, forever. Oh, really? Like, the, the, he, it, so it was I, I just learned this while watching the movie because I was Wikipedia him. But like his drummer joined him in 1980 and then two more musicians joined him in 1983 and then one more musician joined in like 1991. But once those people joined, they have never left. Like it's not like there's been 12 piano players and they just hire a different person. It's like, no, we found a piano player in 1991 and that guy's been with us for 30 years now. It's it. like, you know, my drummer has been with me for 44 years or 40 years. Does he still put out stuff? Yeah, yeah, he, I, he, so he doesn't do albums anymore. He just does singles, and fair. he still tours. But yeah, I mean, it's like makes more sense in the internet age. But then he just did a tour that I was like looking at in Susan DC in October, and it's called like the wildly ill-advised vanity tour, and it was just his like originals. No, like he very few of the parodies oh. and. He was playing theaters instead of like big places. And like normally he has a lot of costume changes and theatrical stuff. And they put a big disclaimer. They're like, this is a this is a stripped down acoustic style tour. We're only playing the originals. We're not playing stuff. And he still sold out like all over the place because I think people who are fans of him like those songs, you know, but I just like but they were just like, we are not really going to play the the parodies. And I will get two parodies a show. And that is it. Yeah. I think they do like a parody medley to end the show, like check off some of the big boxes or something like that. But yeah, it was like, you know, we're, we're doing the, we're doing my parodies. We're doing the 12 minute long Albuquerque on most nights. (laughs) So anyway, uh, I also really like in this breakfast scene where they like order breakfast and realize their wallets are are empty. They were carrying so much money. Like it's a preposterous amount of money to have on you for for John Candy, because he's like a salesman. I kind of give a bit of a pass that he might, cause he, he had $250 or something. Which are like, yeah, yeah, for a salesman, sure. But then Steve Martin's just walking around with $700 in cash. Yeah, that's just like a like, why do you need $700 in cash? What were you gonna like? That's it wasn't asking even like, to get oh, robbed. Well, yeah, and it was like, I was like, oh, maybe he was buying Christmas presents, but he would have bought the Christmas presents, you know what I mean? Yeah, like he was maybe he was buying something fancy for his wife or the kids in New York or something, but it's like, well, you would have done it already, you would have had it, yeah, because he leaves, yeah. So uh, they realize they don't have any money and you know, they got to call in all these favors and they get picked up by the jack-o'-lantern guy from Trick or Treat. Yeah, but Dylan Baker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, and uh, I'm, I'm this, this is, oh, go ahead. I'm very disappointed in this movie because we see three times they carry John Candy's trunk upside down. The lid is on the bottom and not once oh, yeah, yeah, does yeah. it fall open. What are yeah, we doing here? I agree. Yeah. It's bonkers. Is this amateur yeah, hour, John Hughes? that never happens. 
Yeah, it doesn't even get emptied out when it gets ejected out of the flaming car. No, like, they don't have to go scooping clothes up but off then, the highway. But then again, they they pick up the suitcase from the middle of the highway and it's upside or the trunk and it's upside down. Yep. I was like, great. Yeah, we're gonna see headlights coming and they're gonna walk and poof, it's gonna open and just yeah, no, much it never funnier. opens. Yeah, much funnier. Agreed. I'm sure they didn't do it because it was a huge pain in the ass continuity wise, but it is much funnier if that happens. Just have it happen once. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Uh, I this is one of those times where like two characters show up in a movie and I'm like, hey, I've been enjoying this movie pretty much so far, but I would much rather see what that movie yeah, is. Follow this where movie. It's like, yeah, he's the uh, what do you say? Is it Dylan Baker? Is Dylan Baker. Is? He's doing like a classic tobacco chewer, like <clears throat> spit thing. And then he's like yelling at his wife who's holding a baby to get out of the car and stop being lazy and load their suitcases. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's like. This woman's the toughest person I ever met. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. I was <laughs> I'm like, like okay, Jesus. I want to. I, I want to know everything about this woman. What's yeah, happening? That birth story needs to be told. <laughs> yeah, that's. Can we do a cutaway and just watch that situation to transpire? Also, this movie needed more lower thirds with dates and times. A hundred percent. Because it opens what I with want is, two days before Thanksgiving. It should be like two days. Yes. Like, it should be like Tuesday for Thanksgiving, four forty-five or whatever the hell, and then just keep giving me times and then dates. But, and and I'll add to that. I want X miles from Chicago. Oh, that's fun. I like that. Yes. So we have New York City, two two twenty-two p.m. You know, two thousand miles from Chicago, and then here I want it to you know whatever it is. So update me of like how close we've gotten because I either need that or the Indiana Jones map. <laughs> I'm fine with both. What's happening. I'm fine with both. Yeah. Uh, so they they're frosted. We did that, I told you we they, did that yeah. in high school, or you saw that show. I think we did the which one? We did Guys and Dolls, and when they flew to Havana, we just projected not the let, let, not we didn't steal it, but we they like yes. they like made one of I the do remember Indiana that, yes. Jones map from New York to Havana. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a useful tool. Yeah. So they get frozen in the back of this truck. He can't pick up the gloves because there's a very angry dog. It's, it's a good bit of business. Uh, and we end up boarding the train. Um, bus. So They're on a bus. No, they're on a train and then they're on a bus. No, are they? Yeah, they get on a train and they go like a few miles down the road on the train. Oh, and sorry. I'm chugging along. Yeah, we're about to be on the bus. It right. happens very quickly. Also, yeah. the dog so jump scare like, got me. Oh, good. That's fun. Uh, so the train breaks down almost immediately because this movie can't let these people have success. Of course, it's a movie. Uh, so then we're we're trudging through a field and John Candy's dragging his heavy ass trunk and Steve Martin is like, I'll help him. And so it's like you start to see the bond here. But I feel like if I'm if I'm doing this, like I put the blow up after this se- sequence. Like, yeah. Between the bu- the train and the, bu- and the bus. But whatever. Uh, so we go to the bus station and another guy who like I want to see what movie he's in. There's this old man who has like two mice who have crawled their way out of the thing he was carrying them in i totally and they're just like this. running okay so <laughs> sitting next to steve martin is an old or or john candy one of them i don't remember but there's this old man holding a box that clearly was like mice in the box and the mice have chewed their way out of the corner of the box and are just like crawling around his pant legs and he seems oblivious to this but i'm like what's that movie what's wow. he doing what yeah uh so there's also a great um, line of dialogue here where Candy's like, you ever traveled by bus before? 
because it's really bad. Yeah. Essentially. I, I got, that's not the line, but the, it's just like the look on his face when he gives him kind of a shrug to be like, well, you're in the shit now, pal. Think you had a bad day so far? It's not getting better. And he's, uh, he's eating peanuts in the shell and throwing them on the floor on the bus. Like, which a, is like, like a Texas chaos. roadhouse. True chaos energy. Uh, and then they start a bus sing-along. Have I told the bus sing-along story before? No. Well, there's also a couple that's like borderline doing it. And they're, of course, looking yeah, because... Yeah. And they're like, take a picture. I'm like, you're doing it in a public bus. Like, uh, right. Come on. Like, I feel like I feel like they're indulging your kink at this point. Yeah. Like, you're clearly wanting... Get under a blanket, you weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't do that. I think it's worse if they're do- if they're just doing exactly what they're doing here, but under a blanket, it feels ten times worse. But I mean, like then there's a modicum of privacy. Like they're attempting Fair. to have privacy as opposed to like just doing it. Yeah. Anyways, busting so, along. So years, yeah, yeah. Years ago, um, they're singing like uh, the joke on this is like they're singing uh, Flintstones and yes uh theme songs jesus christ they're singing like fun stuff that everybody knows and then they're like all right who's got one and steve martin tries to bring in three coins, three coins in the fountain, fountain which i was like that's a song yeah. it's not i wouldn't yeah. pick it but it's a song i don't I, I don't i don't know it so i would be at a loss here but it's like just complete failure and then you know uh john candy saves the day with is it flintstones that it's he flintstones. saves the day with or what yeah okay um, i just so, think of um league of their own when i think of bus sing along because the girls are singing their song. We are the members oh, of the All-American oh, okay. League. I always go to uh, the one and almost famous. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So anyway, uh, years ago, I'm at a concert with our older brother at um, the the Gorge in Washington State. We were out there to see uh, Dave Matthews Band. It's kind of like a festival-y kind of vibe. And we, there, we're at this campground. It's a really nice campground. And then you would like take a shuttle over to the venue every day and they, they would drive you there and pick you back up. So it was great. You don't have to worry about driving. Like and a school bus? Stuff. Um, more like a, closer to like a municipal bus or something like that. It's okay. like, um, like a lot of ability to stand. Uh, there's like handrails to hold on to. Like okay. You can fit more people that way. Um, sort of wider center aisle and stuff. So we're on this bus and it's, you know, six o'clock before a concert. So everybody on the bus is, or most of the people on the bus are drunk and in some stage of having been drinking. Uh, I was, of course, underage, so I would never do something like that. Um, so we're you sitting went, you there. You went before you were 21? Yeah, I went. I convinced our parents that they should let me go after I graduated high school because I wasn't. Oh, so you were 18. Okay. Senior. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, I, I had like a whole PowerPoint basically to, to, <laughs> to, to, to convince them I should let me go to this. Sharks. Um, I come before you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That it was truly that situation. That's high stakes. Uh, so anyway, we're on this bus. And actually, this might have been on the second time that I went to the Gorge, which was after college, but whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. Um, so this guy is drunk as a skunk, standing with his like arm crooked around the pole, like holding onto it for support that he needs perhaps yeah. emotionally going as well to as the concert. Right. Yeah. 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 And he's like singing very poorly, whatever song he's singing to no reaction. And he very clearly thought he was going to be like the guy who starts the bus sing along and just like failed, but he was like, not taking tiny no for dance an answer. For my dude. Yeah. Well, he's like, I'm not taking no for an answer. And so he switches over to, uh, he finishes the song or he switches over. I don't remember that part. And he starts singing. Don't stop believing. And so okay, another great choice just, for yeah. a group of white people. 
Yeah, yeah. It is a great choice of a song, although like one that is deceptively very difficult to sing. Like Steve, um, I'm going to forget. I can't forget his name. Uh, whatever. Steve from Journey. Uh, Mom is crying right now. But uh, he's the guy has incredible range. So it's like very hard to sing that song. Like it's it's a, it's a wide range. But so he starts singing, you know, just a small town girl living in a lonely world. Da, 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 da. And nothing is like people are like all rolling their eyes at the, him or whatever. And then he gets to the midnight train line and our brother just comes in with him. You know, like that. And like I turn and I'm like, is he drunk in the hell? We we had certainly been uh, again. I was underage, so I would never do such a thing. But uh, certainly my my brother, who was well of age, uh, probably uh, was definitely drinking. We were uh, we not me. uh, He was certainly indulging, you know, again, underage. I'd never do such a thing. Um, So, yeah, I I wouldn't say he was like sloppy or anything, but like we've been drinking beer again, not me uh, underage, but we had been drinking beer in the campground. Uh, I'd never do such a thing, Uh, you know casually during the day and we're not like you know oh let's like get like rage a day here. Drink. Just, you know whatever okay exactly like everybody like everybody was in a great mood like a beach day drink situation yeah 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 nobody was like you know throwing up or falling asleep or whatever but yeah and he was clearly just like having a good time and i'm like what is happening like i turn and i'm like are you singing with this idiot because like i'm in i'm 18 years old just like the peak of like i'm too cool for school and whatever yeah. and he just starts singing with this guy and then like a good portion of the bus joined in. It was like he broke the dam and gave everybody permission <laughs> to go along with this. And then people were just singing along. It was very, very entertaining to watch. That's so cute. So I think of that every time I hear that song. Uh, so, so they get to their, we get to, to a yeah, destination. So, yeah. I should say, <laughs> I, I wrote, I wrote down like five words to cue me to tell that story. And I'm like, yes, I said that part. What is the next thing I wrote down? And then we cut to my favorite part where John Candy is grifting. He's the only thing he has yes. to his name right now are shower curtain rings. And so yes, he is yes. pitching them to everyone who will listen. These are, you know, and it's Thailand it's a great Jade. montage. Yes. Yes. It's so good. And he's raking in the money. It's it's a great montage where it's just like rapid fire one or two lines. And you see him like now he's got a pink one. Now he has a blue one. Now he has a green one. And each one is a different pitch to match the person he's with. And you're like, oh, this dude might be a sloppy, incompetent person, but he is very good at the thing that he does for a living. Yes. He knows how to sell shit. Yes. Uh, so we get the they. We get a, a little money raised by the two of them there, and then this leads to them having like a big passive aggressive fight in a diner. Because like obviously, I know Steve. Because Steve Martin's like, I'm clearly just holding you back, so you should go on without yeah. me. And I'm like, I know you're trying to get rid of him, but like you're not wrong, Steve Martin. He just brought in yeah. so much bank, and he gave yeah. you some. Right. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. I mean, he did. No, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Yeah. I mean, Steve Martin is mostly the villain in this movie. Yeah. Even though it's like, like they switch back and forth as to like, who's the heel and who's the face. But a lot of the time, Steve Martin is the person that I would less like to be stuck with, even though John Candy is awful (laughs) in many ways. So we get to a car rental situation and uh, Steve Martin's walking down the thing. And of course, his car is driven. He gets bussed over to the car lot, which is crazy to me. I've had that happen many times. I, I don't have a lot of experience renting cars, but I just, yeah, it's just so much. Yeah, it's about, it's like 50, 50. It's a huge pain in the ass when it is that, that is the, uh, absolutely. And he sees his car is gone. And I'm like, at that point I'm trying my key in uh, other cars. 
Like whatever cars yeah. are around here, like you say it's a Nissan Altima. Let me just Yeah. I know there there's probably there's no buttons at that point, but you could still Yeah, you might be able to start and I doubt it, but you might be able to get another car to start. And if you did, I'd just leave with it. Like yeah, hey, but, hey, it works. But also like I mean, they probably do have two sets of keys for each car, but like mm-hmm. I would assume that they just told me the wrong space. That like they gave me the right key, but they told me the wrong space. So I would just start like trying right, cars right. nearby. Right. Yeah, I, I everything about this seems like so much worse than like every car rental I've dealt with. Well, sometimes they're very specific where they're like, oh, go to, you know, this stall and take this car. But a lot of times these days when you're in a car, they're like, okay, you've paid for anything in row six and the keys are in the car. So just go pick a car and then go. Well, how, how do people not steal the cars? Because they're in like an enclosed lot where you can't get out of like you have to exit the lot by going to a little uh, like, like toll wind- booth, essentially. Uh, okay. And you hand a person there and they go, okay, yeah, you have the paperwork. Okay, I'll hit the button and let you out. Gotcha. Um, but he like ends up walking across the tarmac. This is one of the strangest where, scenes. I was like, where because, is the tarmac? Yeah. Yeah. Like one, he's walking across the tarmac, which like that. I mean, it's just preposterous. They That even before 9-11, you couldn't just walk across the tarmac. But um, the, the, the audio track is like a remix of Steve Martin saying dialogue. And I, it's like it, ha- it comes up I like two or three moment. times in the movie. Oh, it's like in the movie a couple different times where it's it is a remix of Steve Martin dialogue over like rap scratches. I uh, record scratches. Totally missed that. I was probably too distracted by the multiple times they played a weird version of when the Saints go marching in for some reason. Oh, yeah. No, this is even weirder. And then uh, we do get, of course, our favorite uh, Edie Edie McClurg McClurg. as the as the counter lady and. Steve Martin here gives a real beautiful tapestry of whisper yelling of swear words, which I it's, it's just the word really fuck 18 times, which makes it an R. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost as good as the scene in the wire where they have the whole conversation just saying the word fuck. But it's it is a he's really weaving a tapestry here. Well, because it starts with with Edie McClurg improving on, on a fake phone call. And it's delightful. Yeah. 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 And her her rebuttal to him, like fuck this fuck 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 going like okay well do you have your receipt and he's like no i lost it and she's like oh well then you're fucked <laughs> it's I, so I, good it's, I, I, there's t- so many times i wish i could say that to people yeah in my yeah. job and i wish i could but yeah. i won't yeah of course not but if someone said fuck to you 19 times in one minute or 18 times the thing we just said i think it would be reasonable like <laughs> no court of no court of law will convict you on that one. Oh no but also i'm hanging up the phone because my job is phone yeah the first right. fuck, I'm like, boop. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> he goes outside. He starts berating this. Uh, like, uh, I get how I frustrated you are, dude. I, I, I've, yeah. I've been there and I feel it in my heart. But like, yeah, you got to take a breath before you talk to people in service. Yeah. That have nothing to do with yeah. what's wrong with you. Right. And also, like, my like the thing that I learned like you only have to make the mistake once of like getting mad at a person who's in the service who could help you in the service position, not in the armed forces service, uh, who could help you. And then them being like, yeah, I'm not, I got nothing for you. Uh-huh. So like, Oh, the second I wouldn't want to be me, yelled at. I'm done. Yeah. Right. And it's like, it's very simple. It's like, it's, a, it's, you might make that mistake once. I'm sure I've been mean to a customer service person before. And frankly, I have been like the situation you just described, like have said of like, I'm not mad at you, but I am in a really shitty situation and i'm extremely frustrated like i've apologized to people at the end and like i really hope that you don't feel like i was mean to you and i'm sorry if i was but i just the situation is like i'm banging my head against the wall and i cannot take it anymore yeah. you know and it's just like 
you know, the person who can help you is the one you're screaming at. Yes. <laughs> like, Remember give them that. A reason, give them a reason to help you. Uh, but he goes outside, and there's this guy who's like a valet, I guess. He's I don't a know. Cab what, hailer. Is he a cop? Okay. It's I think it's sort of like job. how they have the um, like the doorman in a hotel is also like a cab hailer. I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it seems like an odd uh, job to have, but he starts fighting with this guy who punches him, and then Dell almost runs him over with the car, which is kind of mm-hmm. nice. Uh, and then, and then uh, the car is, is it, to me, I, I looked it up and I haven't seen other people saying this, which really surprised me. It, it looked to me like the family truckster from Vacation, but a convertible version of that line. It seems small. I, I, I picture the Vacation car is more boat-like, like it's longer. The Vacation car is enormous. The vacation car is, is a full, huge station wagon. But I just mean it's like, uh, like if this is, it's like... You know, you got your your uh, your variations in a line. You know, it's like you got your. Sh- it's like you could buy Levi five hundred one jean shorts, Levi five hundred one cargo pants, Levi five hundred one carpenter. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? And it's like th- it felt like they were of a same line, but I'm the only one who feels this way. Apparently, he also says that the rental car, the car rental place, ha- was out of cars, and I was like, well, there was a full fucking fleet of cars, so yeah. You were lied to several times. Well, also, you saw the cars. It's the thing. It's like you saw all of them. Yeah. At what point? I, I, I like give me any car. I will pay for any yeah. car at this point. Right. Right. Also, if you're if you're ever renting a car at like a very slow time, ask and you want to like drive a weird luxury car that they have. Ask them how much it is because they might just knock it off the price because it's never going to get rented. Yeah, I uh, I one time uh, the one of the first solo trips I did, I uh, went out to Denver and I was walking out and they were like, pick a car in row E and there were no cars in row E. And I walked over to the guy and I was like, hey, I'm supposed to be running this. There's nothing in row E. And he was like, oh, huh, I'm going to get something back. And I was like, OK. And next to us was a um, the Ferris Bueller like, convertible. And I wish, no, it wasn't a convertible, but it was a muscle car. It was like, it was not a Mustang, but it was the Chevy equivalent, which I always want to say Camaro, but I think that might be wrong. But it was like, the, it was like, a, it was like a Mustang, but from Chevy, yeah. I forget what the car, I'm not a car person. And I was like, what about this one? And the guy was like, are you traveling by yourself? And I was like, yes, actually. He's like, yeah, all right. And he handed me the keys and yeah. I took it. It happens more it often awesome. than we think just because no one is yeah. renting these cars and they just sit there. Right, so they're like, right. sure. Yeah. 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 I've had it happen where the like upcharge on like the rental site for renting a convertible is like six dollars. And I was like, well, I'm renting a convertible. Then. Oh, that's yeah. Hell yeah. Th- there's also a weird like sci fi adjustable car seat in the car. Well, it's like the the feature you'd get in a real luxury vehicle. But this is obviously not a luxury vehicle. So it's bizarre. Yeah. Well, because it's not just back up and down. It's like sideways. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like it's it's crazy. Uh, so he's like playing with the seat a bunch and there's a really, really oddly goofball scene where Steve Martin is like talking on helium cause he got hit in the testicles. And I was like, yeah. I don't think a Bugs Bunny cartoon would make that joke. Yeah. It, it was, I was like, I was like, why is he? Oh, right. He got hit in the nuts. So, okay. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Candy's driving, he's asleep and he's like, you know what? I should, he's rocking out. He's singing, you know, rocking along, musical which moment. like. Yeah. And then he, he's like, oh, I got to get this coat off. And I'm like, yeah, I hear you, man. And people think I'm crazy, but like, I really don't like driving with a coat on ever. Like, oh, I'll I generally don't drive in a coat. Seat. Yeah. And See, uh, he gets, 
<laughs> he gets stuck on both sides with this coat. Well, he doesn't just and pull I, over, Beverly. Yeah, well, yeah, it's like you could just stop the car. There's no one else. But also, he drives with his knees. But what I wanted to see him do is drive with his teeth, which would have been much funnier, I think. Yes, but that scares me. And... But that scares me that you're going to get if you're going to do an accident, <laughs> you drive with your teeth. You're ruined. Well, obviously, you just but curb yeah. stomped yourself. Yes, yes. Uh, so he also um, puts his head real close to the like cars make me more nervous than I ever let on that. Like, <laughs> I'm like, while you're driving, don't like I I occasionally like if I'm drinking a, a soda or something while I'm driving, I get a little nervous that in this exact moment I'm drinking, I'm going to get into a car accident <laughs> and it's just going to hump. I, I uh, yeah, that's really funny. I've, I do not share that. <laughs> it's just it, and it's not like it's, it's not like it's debilitating or constant, but like randomly, if I'm taking a it's switch, good. It's good that you have like a a healthy awareness. It's good that you have a healthy fear of the most dangerous thing most people do on a week to week basis. Yeah, I, I think so. But uh, so he gets stuck. They go into this big skid, and he's driving the wrong way. They turn into skeletons, I love the, which is another. No, they don't turn yet. When they do this spin around, I was I, I, the the. I really like the shot because it's they actually do spin the camera around a car. But then when he drives back, he drives up the exit ramp b- up the wrong way and is driving yes. on the highway backwards, which like, yes, how there's no, no, I, I know it's a, a movie. Yeah. I know it's a comedy, but like, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Even in the middle of the night with no sleep, you would you would very quickly realize this. But of course, um, you know, they they turn into skeletons briefly as they drive between trucks I, yeah, they uh, the, so very, this... the classic scene of you're going the wrong way that everybody knows from this movie happens here. Um, this scene where John Candy turns into the devil is the only thing I've seen from this movie before. It's like that clip. Really? That's bizarre. I, I, I'm sure it was in some like comedy, like we love the 80s or some some something that was like this clip. Yeah. But like, for I don't know why, but the clip of John Candy as the devil is the only thing I ever uh, saw. That's that is utterly bizarre to me. It's like why, like of all the things, what a wild thing! I know, right? Be. This whole sequence is very Looney Tunes. Like Steve Martin's fingers are dug into the dashboard. And I he, like pops that them out one by it's, one. It's I do that too. Moment, like when when someone falls from a high height into the ground, and then there's like just an indent, and they're like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I didn't say that to say like a negative. It just, I just, I think it is very Looney Tunes. Like the steering wheels all bent and stuff. Um, the car catches on fire, and we're just 102 miles from Chicago, which is crazy. You know, yeah, a real. It's like you know, you can't walk that, but you would think about it. Um, so the car fire goes out, and they still drive it somehow. Yes, yeah. Well, they also have a fist fight here. Where he punches Candy, who goes over the In trunk because he finds out. Yeah. Uh, well, he no, he, he goes over the trunk. The 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 he yeah he punches Candy. He in falls the gut and over trips. his. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and we find out Candy used uh, Steve Martin's credit card, which is now burned into the car. Because they accidentally swapped um, credit cards a while ago. Yes, yes. Uh, and then the... Um, the He also says it's how uh, Houdini died getting punched in the stomach. And it's not necessarily how Houdini... It was. It yeah. happened, but it's not necessarily how he died. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so we go to another motel. We drive, we drive the burned car, and wouldn't you know it, the lawyer from Jurassic Gennaro. Park, Martin Ferrero. Yeah, the actor's name is Martin Ferrero. So it's I just, yeah, it's funny that his actual name rhymes with it. Um, the uh, so Steve Martin like negotiates for a room by selling his watch. I, I thought the watch should have had like more $7. character significance. Like we need a little yeah. bit of a gift of the, the magi wife moment gave it to him. 
like, yes, yeah, some, sure. it doesn't have to be like that deep, but like something like, oh, it's the it was my yeah my t- twenty year anniversary watch with the company or yes. something. The wife gave it to him. Well, I think the wife has more significant. I think my wife gave me this watch is more emotionally significant than like my twenty year company okay. like corporate gift. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, but John Candy is the guy's like, do you have $7 and a nice watch? And he's like, I've got $2 and a Casio. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I love the Roy Orbison velvet painting in this motel room. It's normally an Elvis I, painting. This I do love Roy this whole motel room. It's very like kitschy. Yeah. yeah. This is just another one of those great supernatural motel rooms for sure. Yeah. They bond. And it's, and it's very sweet. They're drunk. Yeah, he's like talking to his wife in the car and then Steve Martin invites him in. He's talking to his wife spiritually, of course. And it's like, I, I do want, it's like on a repeat viewing, you're like, oh, this really clearly is that the wife is dead. Like he's, you wouldn't talk necessarily like this. The way he's talking to the wife is is, is clearly that yeah. she's gone. Um, but yeah, I love them. Like the tequila, uh, the tequila, the, at one point they're like making fun of the fact that they're drinking tequila and eating Doritos. And I feel like that's a good combo. It's a under good the combo. Circumstances. Yeah. Uh, so we get some drunken friendship. Uh, they destroyed this hotel room the next oh day God. by trying to is get it the, the car I thought, out. They, I thought it was the um, like the rental office. Or is it oh, the room? I think it's no. They're parked right outside the room. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. They, they they back into the room and just destroy this set, and then they're like, "Go, go, go!" And they drive, and Mister Green from Clue pulls them over. That's right. It is. Yeah. Former uh, former uh, episode of the show, past episode of the show, and he's also in the Brady Bunch movie. Right, right. It's Michael McKeon, is it not? Yes. Yeah. And he's like not an a- he's like the first non asshole they have en- they encounter, and he's like, "Do you think this car is, is safe to drive?" <laughs> yes. It's it's really good line. It's like reading. a parent to a child. Like, yeah. You tell me, do you yeah. think that this is okay? Yeah. Uh, and they don't even really get punished. They just kind of like impound the car. They're like we're and, taking like, this car. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, but they don't like put them in jail or anything, which you think they no, might. No, yeah, because Candy is sort of like, uh, I my friend is so close to home. Uh, so the 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 punchline to this being Candy getting out of the cab of a giant eighteen wheeler and being like, "This is going right to Chicago. I've solved our problems. We're getting to Chicago," and it's like great. And then the punchline being, "But we can't ride in the front, and it's a refrigerated truck." When you see them back there, is is a real good final it's a refrigerated milk kick truck. In the pants. Yeah. Uh, so they 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 ride downtown. We get this like kind of big emotional hug payoff when they get on the the L train in Chicago. I was uh, like, oh, this these, is like, sweet. There's ten minutes left, huh? Yeah, yeah. And they get like we're getting the the L train, and Steve Martin is like thinking about his family, and we get these really nice shots, and it finally dawns on him that like, oh, he has nowhere to go. Like, like he he was helping John Candy me, has and not been he, trying to get home. Yeah, yeah. Like he never talked about it in any way and it just never made sense. So he goes and picks him up and then we go to Steve Martin's house and we get this lovely, you know, reunion. It's like, I'd like to introduce my friend Dell and you know, Steve uh, Martin is kind of overcome here and, and John Candy is very overcome. Like, Oh, you know, being taken in and being part of this family's Thanksgiving. I like, I think this emotional payoff does work. I do think that like, if you just slightly rearrange this movie, it's better. And it's like, I, I don't even I think wanna... it's more impactful, but it's, yeah, it still works. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I just like, want to put a couple scenes in a different spot. I think I, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a very good movie, a good holiday. It gives you the same holiday feelings without being overly saccharine where like a uh, Christmas movies can be not all, yeah. but some, um, 
But I do, I will say I really hate that like the DVD box art for this or like the poster art for this on Paramount Plus where I watched it, they are like sitting on the trunks looking cold and they like photoshopped in this like North Pole ass pole. And I'm like, this isn't a Christmas movie. It put a turkey in there or something. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I also always love to see not a Christmas movie. The random video, like posters, quote unquote, they come up with for things like Mm -hmm, there's mm -hmm. one speaking of Dylan Baker for trick or treat. That's like lo- like Anna Paquin later in the movie. We'll say with yeah, a, yeah. To, to not spoiler. Mm-hmm. I know. Looking, I know the poster you're talking about. Looking at the camera and Dylan Baker behind her, like he's the beleaguered house husband in a sitcom. Like, yes, honey, what did you do? About. And I was like, yeah, what is this? I will say I would watch the vampire sitcom that you're talking about. Oh, a hundred percent. The partner is like, like you killed another pet. You know, I think it's just that Drew Barrymore zombie show. Is it? I think it's just. Santa, I, I think watch that show then. Okay. I think Santa Clarita Diet is just that's that. That's right. All right. Well, somebody, somebody tweet us if that's right, because I would watch that. Uh, I do like Timmy Oliphant. Maybe I should just check it out. Um, so I, that's a recommend for me. It sounds like a recommend from you as well. I'm, I'm surprised yeah. it was your first time with this. That's a fun. I did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, we are still trying to finalize the Christmas schedule, so we will. Uh, we will. Tweet that out when we tweet this and uh, let you know what the next episode is. So take a look there. Um, we will. We got to figure out our end of year stuff. We got a lot of episodes to record. Uh, speaking of that, if you like the show, there'll be a bunch of bonus content coming uh, very soon. We have two episodes hitting the Patreon in December. Our annual Christmas Mentary, which is not necessarily about Christmas, is a commentary track that drops Christmas Day. And there will be a full-length bonus episode also hitting the feed in December. So head over to patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s where you can learn about all of that stuff. Uh, find us on Facebook or at Dissect the 80s on Twitter, where we'll, we'll post what the next episode is. Sorry for not having it ready. It'll probably also be in the notes of this episode. By the time this goes out, it'll probably be decided. So just check there as well. But we're recording these a little early, trying to get ahead of some stuff. So check that, that out there. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. I hope this uh, gives you a little entertainment as you travel wherever you're headed. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until next time. Gobble, 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 gobble. <laughs> Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.